Welcome to the Worst Week Yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we just say what everyone was already thinking. I'm your host, Andrew Hillary, and I am joined once again by my longtime friend, most times co-host, Deanna Mackey. Deanna, how's life on the other end of the couch today? Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. I went, uh, I went to see the band Thursday. Last what night? day of the week? Shit. That was on. You saw Thursday on Saturday. I saw Thursday on Saturday. You I know didn't what? know they were still around. Twenty twenty two has me so fucked up that I saw Thursday <laughs> on a Saturday. You know what? And also, it wasn't good for the fact that I never know what day of the week it is, anyways. But also, uh, they. It was the twenty first anniversary of. Their, War their, all the time? No. Full collapse. Full collapse. Okay, yeah. okay. Which also, like, coincidentally, my full collapse also started in 2001. <laughs> so, me... Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you you want to talk about another full collapse that happened in 2001? Give it a few moments. We'll talk... Okay. We'll talk about... <laughs> you know what? It's too early for 9-11. It's too early for 9-11. I think... I think we should also acknowledge while we're talking about war, uh, 9/11 Our that first story all the time. is 9/11, by the way. But we should Great. introduce our guest. 9/11 was the f- was you the- don't need to introduce me. It's fine. All right, everybody already has figured it out. Okay, Everything the four everywhere. listeners of this podcast know my voice by heart. All right, I my Anna's mom. She's cheering. My all heart. Right? She is. She's gonna be so excited. My heart would know your voice anywhere, Kennedy. Aww. Um, yeah, full collapse, you know, the Twin Towers, my mental health. <laughs> and I, anyway, I was going to say, uh, War All the Time, also a title that aged very well, they, I guess. They also played that song last year. Yeah, night. they were like, in 2003, they were like, what if this war just never ended? And then it... It, oops, it didn't. They oops. played, they played the entire album front to back, and I briefly enjoyed the experience of being, uh... A 33 major and then I remembered <laughs> that like while my time on this mortal coil is loathsome it's also fleeting and then I went down a spiral so you know happy Sunday Thursday Saturday fuck <laughs> <laughs> worst <gasps> worst weekdays yet you got so excited for oh, that. Oh, okay. I really did. <laughs> Folks, Deanna sat up. This and has never happened Hold before. on, stop. I did not sit up. I, I pitched forward a little. I, I leaned. Ladies, lean in. Lean in. Um, lean speaking in. of leaning in, that's, nope, don't have anything for that segue. Uh, I decided that I'm going to go to New York uh, for my birthday next month and see. Gonna lean into okay. New York. I'm going to lean in, lean into the Big Apple. Fuck you. Don't try to bypass my birthday. My birthday is this Thursday. We can talk about it on Saturday, but don't talk about your birthday until my birthday. Hold on. I'll be having a full collapse on September the 8th. (laughs) And each subsequent day and leading up to you will not just be having a full collapse on your birthday. I would like to be pardoned from all collapses from the beginning of time into perpetuity. (laughs) any collapsing I may or may not have done been thought of as having done considered doing or chose not to do. How the fuck do you get pardoned Um, from a collapse? Pardon me. (laughs) You think, do you think our guests are, Sorry, do you think our listeners are getting tired of waiting for us to get to the point? That's also a Thursday album. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Remember the other day when I made like 17 saves the day song name references in a row and it was purely for my own enjoyment because no one else knew what I was talking about? I, first of all, I knew what you're talking about. Second of all, that was like a month and a half ago. That was the other day. <laughs> if Thursday was Saturday, that could be the other day. I literally have no concept of time right now. The, the nicotine withdrawal is fucking my brain up, dude. Like, I thought time was fucking weird whenever, uh, like, just with the pandemic and shit. Like, they, it's been, like, 22 days, 23 days. I literally, like, it feels like it's been six months. Like I know. I figured out the other day that my real daddy issues are from father time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Which means there's something like, do, do you burst into tears anytime you see a picture of Flavor Flav? <laughs> yeah, the clocks. That fucking, the, the melting clocks painting is really triggering for me. Uh, yeah, the, the parents that actually fucked me up are Mother Nature and Father Time. Mom and Dad, you, mm. guys, you guys did okay. You did the best you could with the hand you were dealt. Mother Nature, Father Time, uh, son, st son, still dis disappointment. Man, I... Tell me the news. Uh, we should talk about the news. We should talk we should about talk the Patreon. Yeah. By the way, we Kennedy's here. We should talk here. about um. this common existence <laughs> we call the news. That's also a Thursday album. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy, why do you know so many fucking Thursday albums? I thought there was only I was like really two. into Thursday when I was in high school. Fuck you. <laughs> off yeah let people enjoy things there's so little to siphon serotonin out of in this life just like look i'm not saying nobody can enjoy anything i'm just saying i want that for me um but you ain't gonna get it i sure am not i sure am not and that's okay folks uh patreon.com slash worst week yet this Help is us a list pay of our therapy show. bills <laughs> Help. For real. Uh, we do not make nearly enough to pay for even a single session of therapy. Not even okay. in the copay on really good <laughs> employer issued insurance. Yeah. Um, but hey. Which none of us have. Yeah. No, I mean, I no. have Medicaid. That's the employer. I work for. No, I go to Donald a really Trump. cheap sliding scale therapist, but they're actually great. I'm very blessed. I love that for you. Yeah. The, I, I haven't looked into it in a while. I tried to look into uh, tried to find something like that in like 2020, but like everything was so like booked up and like the sliding scale play it was just impossible to find. I, you know what? I can't afford therapy. So I just keep posting in, uh, r slash am I the asshole and, <laughs> and, and let that be my guide. <laughs> Honestly, it probably probably gets you about where you need to be. Yeah, you know, there's enough there's enough to ponder over there. It helps. So uh you can this show is supported by listeners like you. If you go to patreon.com slash worst week yet and sign up, uh you can get bonus episodes most weeks. Not every week. We're not that kind of podcast. We frankly, I can't believe we have only missed one week of doing the main show in fucking what is it? 95 weeks so uh the the patreon the bonus stuff you get it when you get it it's most weeks it's some weeks we I do don't pretty good know. we do that's pretty why good. it's a bonus man yeah yeah 
It's a su- it's a surprise. <laughs> you get it when you get it, and you blow the candles out, and you stop crying. It's your birthday party. Uh, if oh, you so- <laughs> I've cried on my birthday so many times. I've also caught my hair on fire and my candles so many times. I cried in the ice cream truck yesterday, dude. I don't even know what's going on with me right now. Um, Yo, I have cried a lot this week. Let's oh, just yeah. let it out, folks. <laughs> Big cry. And then y'all made me watch that movie we're going to talk about on the... Oh my god, I cried a lot during that movie. Oh yeah, speaking of which, this week on the Patreon, we are reviewing everything, everywhere, all at once. Surprise, it's a bonus episode. (laughs) No, we're recording that one after this. We've got news for now, but Patreon... You can you can hear us talk about that. Um, I might cry in between now and then. It's everything's fine. If you sign up giving ten dollars a month, we say your name. So thank you to Patrick, leave me alone, the man in the West, Andrea Humphrey, AJ from Baltimore, Josh Troopin, Zap Actions Downer, the Green Button, Darren, no last name, Hunter Biden, and NASA Earwigs. I'm sorry, CIA Brainbugs. <laughs> LOL. Sorry. Oh my god. I don't have I don't have enough brain chemicals. Somebody to laugh. somebody deadpan saying LOL is the worst reaction I've ever gotten to a joke I've told and I have bombed hundreds of times. <laughs> you know what? It's like it's like my parents were like we're like my dad is actually proud of me. He just always had to like knock me back so that I would it would encourage me forward. Like we're we're best friends, so I always have to give you the worst reactions so you can go out into the world prepared. But I do actually This is think the you're worst funny. reaction yet. <laughs> um LOL. Also, I'm just imagining, Andrew, that you've probably told a joke to Gravy while she just took a fat shit into the litter box and that that was still more gratifying than just LOL out loud. I thought that you were going to confirm nor deny that. I thought that you were going to say he told a joke to a gravestone. I was like, well, first of all, she's in the she's in the fit. She's in the fit. Yeah, well, no, my mom's still, most of her ashes are buried in the cemetery at the top of 18th Street. Um, I just have, I have like a little to-go urn. I... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, okay, well, which part of her do you have the, at? like, like, I don't so, feel. They, they don't separate the ashes by what part it I comes know, from. I know, and that's why I don't <laughs> feel comfortable with this. Like, what if the part that you have on the go is just like toenails? What the fuck? But that's fine. That's that's you know. My mom you know was, what? That's my more mom was of your... an incredible woman. Uh, she she was... had incredible toenails. No, I was gonna say you know. Uh, I guess whatever. This is weird. I... Wait. <laughs> Can I tell you something that I, you may or may I... not think is funny? Hold on. Let me take a breath. <sighs> Go ahead. We were just talking about crying places we've cried, and I mm-hmm. really miss. What something I really miss about working in the restaurant is crying in the walk-in freezer or like the walk-in cooler because like it would both like cool me down and it was like private, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like too far out of the way. So I didn't have to like take an actual break. Like I could just go in there and like and like speed weep for two minutes and then speed weep. Speed weep. Okay, um, okay actually wait. I want to discuss this for a second because you remember there was that study that's like if at, right after you cry, it kind of like makes you look prettier in a lot of cases. Yeah. For a lot of people. Um, 
I think that there's a compounding effect with the walk-in freezer. Something about that, like crying in there. You come out, it's like nobody knows you cried, but you just yeah. look better. I look like radiant. Like I look like I was cryogenically <laughs> frozen as a teen and then reemerged. Um, but I was talking about this with one of my clients who uh, works in the restaurant industry. So she knew what I was talking about. But since I'm a loud fucking talker, everyone in the salon can hear me. And the salon felt quiet just as I, just as I was announcing that I really missed having a freezer large enough to put a human body in. And <laughs> Perfect. No notes. No notes. Yeah. I miss it for a variety of reasons. I wish that I had a freezer large enough to put my body in for many reasons. I think it's reasonable for a salon to have a walk-in freezer and we don't need to ask any further questions. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of like dive into the freezer in the ice cream truck, but I don't know if it's big enough to technically cry in, but um, it's can you just it's shove more, your head into it? Wait, cry? Are yeah. you like giving yourself a swirly, but in the freezer with your tears? I don't. <laughs> yeah, like... I guess I guess I am. Um, and then Amazing. I come out, and then people are like, "That ice cream truck driver was prettier than usual." So fresh faced. So fresh faced. Let's talk about the I'm news. I'm telling you, you cry in the freezer, nobody knows you cried. Let's talk about the news. <laughs> if we talk about the news, nobody will know we talked about the news. <laughs> Honestly, with the way People that already I do thought research, we were talking about the news. Yeah. We talked about our personal news. In other news, where else have you cried? Uh, no, folks. <laughs> where haven't I? <laughs> Folks, we got some motherfucking news. This the, you know, seven day worst week yet. Everything's fucked. We need to talk about there was there was almost a 9-11 part two this week. Are you aware of this? Did you I see am. that this was happening, mm -hmm. Deanna? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was in a freezer. This, this actually was set to take place at the real center of world trade which is, of course, Walmart. Um, and on Saturday morning, an airport employee named Corey Wayne Patterson. Wait, mm -hmm. Thursday, Saturday, or Saturday, Saturday? Saturday, uh, Catterday. Yeah, uh, I already knew he was a MAGA guy, but hearing that name. Yeah, for sure. Wow. For what sure. <laughs> Rory Patterson? Co Corey oh, Wayne Corey. Patterson. Corey he Wayne Patterson. Do people call him Corey? I wonder if people call him Corey Wayne. Like, Corey Wayne, what you doing down there? What you doing over there, Corey Wayne? What you doing around that airplane, Corey Wayne? <laughs> Corey Wayne, you need to step away from that aircraft. Corey Wayne, Corey, Wayne. Corey Wayne, I told you. Corey Wayne, I told you about hanging out at the airport. Corey Wayne Patterson stole a twin-engine plane from the airfield that he worked at. And uh, after taking off, he called the county police and said that he was going to crash the plane into the local Walmart. And the cops are like, hey, dude. Don't don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> what did he think the why call the what? I don't know why you would call the cops in the middle of doing a 9/11 to a Walmart. <laughs> but also like <laughs> hello officer. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about here's 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 one of the major differences between stochastic terrorism and a more formal kind of organized terrorism, all right? Mm -hmm is that in a more formal kind of organized terrorism, you get essentially military training in a lot of cases. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so you become, like, ready to perform 
some kind of operation. When that day comes, you're given like clear instructions. Not always, of course, but I'm just saying a lot of times it's like you're given clear instructions. You've been trained for years. And, you know, if you're going to crash a plane into a building or something like that, like you have the resolve because let's like you've already prepared for this and stuff. This guy has just sat around in a basement listening to Alex Jones juicing himself up like alone while his mom screams at him to please pay his share of the rent. Um, so like Corwin, I don't have to let you live here. I don't have to let you live here, Corwin. I need that $275 like we agreed to. Corwin, I could could turn that basement into a a home spa. You're grown. I could put you out. (laughs) Uh, I could buy a tanning bed, Corwin. (laughs) I found one on Wayfair for $35. (laughs) It comes with a child inside. Um, I've also cried in a tanning bed, and you don't look as good when you come out from that. No, that one's not rec. Don't cry in a hot thing. Don't cry in a tanning bed. Don't cry in a sauna. Don't cry in an ice cream truck. It's a million fucking degrees in there. I mean, yeah. have you seen me? Every time I cry, I'm crying in a hot thing. Like, duh. Oh, damn. <laughs> no. I, that's the least true thing I've said so far. <laughs> I'll give yourself some credit. Come I'm, uh, I'm going to microwave my um, flesh. I am cry crying in a tepid thing at best. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, point is, is this Corey Wayne guy, <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. That's why he did something this completely stupid. You know, it's like stochastic terrorism is just like people just making it up as they go along based on like listening to a guy be like, the frogs in the government, Sandy Hook. But here's the thing about so it. So he gets in the air and he's like, okay, it's time to do this. And then, he, then he's up there and he's like, oh, wait a second. What a, I don't, I'll get hurt if I crash. Like, So he calls the cops and he's like, do you, I'm going to do this. But really he's saying, please talk me out of doing this. Maybe. I mean, here's the thing as a person whose OCD shows up as me compulsively like telling on myself, I definitely could see myself starting a crime and then calling and being like, listen, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know right now I'm doing this crime. I have already accepted the fact that I'm doing this crime. I'm going to go forward with the crime, but I'm letting you know I'm doing the crime. Like, I don't want you to find out about the crime later and question me. I'm just going to tell you I'm doing the crime. So then it's all clear. It's all out in the open. And then I would go forward with the crime, but only I would, I wouldn't do a crime like that unless I was sure. You heard it here first, folks. Deanna would call the cops and dive bomb the Walmart. Nah, I would probably <laughs> call the Walmart. Actually, like calling the Walmart would have been more effective than calling the cops. If if Corey Wayne decided he wanted to minimize damage, Corey Wayne, what was your motivation? Corey Wayne sent right into the worst week yet at gmail.com. Um, Where's yeah. Corey Wayne now? Is what? Where where is he at? <laughs> He's he's back on the ground. Um, he he's back in the basement. <laughs> he's back in the basement. So the police convinced uh, him not to crash his plane, uh, and they were like, "Dude, just turn around, go back to the airport." And so he turned around and headed back towards the airport. And then right before his final approach, he changed course and said, "No, I'm not landing this plane at the airport." And then he just flew around in circles for four hours and then crash landed when he ran out of fuel. Did he die? No, he like landed. Oh in yeah, a field. he's back in the basement. Well, he's in jail. Um, oh. yeah, he's in a new he's in a new kind of basement. Jail is basically a basement. We're looking to start really a new is. basement. Jail um, is a basement without the mom upstairs. No, the mom <laughs> upstairs is worse. It's the warden. Like what? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like this some... angry guy is gonna beat the fuck out of you. Um. Anyway, Poor uh... Wayne, you don't have anything in your commissary as usual. <laughs> My um, kids don't get an allowance. I just, I just want to point sick. out, and 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 some people on Twitter tried to say that like I was exaggerating when I said this or whatever. I don't fucking no, fuck you. Um, if this guy hadn't been a white MAGA guy, they would have shot that plane out of the sky. That's what they I'm have, saying. I cannot. They have fucking the full authority. Yeah, they have the full authority to do it after 9/11. They give they've given themselves all these powers to stop shit specifically like this. Yeah. And and then it's happening. It's happening, but it's a white MAGA guy. Just imagine for one minute that it was some other kind of person. I'm not going to say which kind of person, some, which what? kind of person, because I don't want to promote any stereotypes about what let's kinds say of people do a terrorism. podcast host. OK, let's say an Italian podcast <laughs> host <laughs> with tepid looks and a strong lean to crying. Plane gets shot down. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, it is cold in plane. You know what? A plane is an awful. You, I, I think. Bad place to cry. Worst, worst. You look horrible after crying on a plane. Also, you're already. I feel like anytime you're in a plane, it's like you're fighting with your equilibrium to try not to get a headache. And if you start crying, I feel like being in a plane ages me in dog years. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I was on a plane, I cried to the movie American pickle for some reason. Uh, (laughs) I cried. I cried to the movie inside out on a plane, like cried so hard that the stranger I was sitting next to, like (laughs) asked me if I was okay and called me dear. (laughs) Oh shit! Getting called dear by a stranger. It was like an old, an older lady. She was like, "Are you okay, dear?" Damn, <laughs> that's... nobody asked me if I was okay because I was crying to a Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen movie about a guy who pickles himself. They could clearly tell I wasn't. It's a yeah, moot point at that. Knew. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I agree, Kennedy. The government does have the power to shoot down planes, especially after 9-11. I'm not saying they they should have that power. I'm just saying that it's very telling how this guy is a white MAGA guy who was probably known to the police to some extent because these dudes always are. Uh, You know, these are the guys they call friendlies and all that. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy that this guy potentially could have gotten away with some act of bullshit while he was just flying around in the air for four hours because it's just like they just don't treat dudes like that the same way as anyone else and just one final thing on that note uh i just want to say that had mark Wahlberg been present on the plane it wouldn't have gone down like that wouldn't Wouldn't have gone gone down down like like that that. Mm -hmm. so uh i want to move on and this is actually this is a story that is in a way I think kind of related, and I didn't even realize it until you made the point about um, stochastic terrorism and like how people, uh, you know, just aren't ready for their circumstances uh, once they start carrying out this act. So earlier this week, uh, there was an attempted mass shooting in Bend, Oregon. Um, Now, this one, it didn't make a ton of news because only two people died, uh, but this was it fits the bill of the same thing that we see all the time. It's a 20 year old shitty white dude, some fucking weird incel creep, uh, who like has posted online about, you know, wanting to, uh, 
you know, had a whole fucking manifesto. Same, same fucking story. Uh, so this guy, he walked into a Safeway market and opened fire. He shot over a hundred times, but he, like I said, he only. That actually- sounds like a pretty unsafe way to grocery shop to me. Anyways, he. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that was Kennedy's surprise face after it happened. I wish you all had seen it. It was a treat. If we ever did a video podcast. Y'all would be so blessed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you get to see this beautiful dog. Also, yeah. Emma is the main character of the video feed. Sorry, sorry that everybody can't see. She's, she's just wiling out right now. She <laughs> was. She was also laying chomping. on my phone. Like sometimes she lays on my phone like it's an egg that she laid, and then like. <laughs> When I like pull my phone out from under her, she looks at me like I just stole her baby, and it's so weird. So, anyways, uh, this <laughs> mass shooting. <laughs> the the thing is, is that like this guy, he shot over a hundred times. He just missed a bunch. Like people were able to like get cover and whatnot, but like he just didn't. He he tried to kill way more people, but he just missed. So. I think this is, like, interesting because, like, we've had so many mass shootings at this point that now, like, there's just people trying to do them that just aren't ready for it. Like, like you were saying, like, this, like, this is, it's more stochastic terrorism than, I guess it's, like, it's weird because it, like, kind of blends in. But, like, I think it is really important to think about mass shootings as terrorism. Like, No, they are. I, I have this whole theory, and I'm not going to present the entire thing right now. Mm-hmm. But let me say that if uh, people are willing to do their own research into it, and at some point I will present this theory concisely. I, I got into it a few times on Not Safe for Wonks, but it's been so long since I did that show that I don't remember what episodes or anything. Um, uh, but essentially, you can like draw this straight line between these different mass shooters being inspired by each other and being like inspired by and parts of white nationalist movements and like these the number of these occurrences going up with like the rise of white nationalism in the United States this is all linked together completely it is terrorism yeah <clears throat> like this this guy might be like a shitty pathetic dork terrorist but he's still a terrorist I agree. Um, and the yeah. And the flip side of this stochastic terrorism thing is that not all of them are dorks. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was trained from birth to be a terrorist and was prepared to do it. And that's like, you know, so there's those people out there, too. So as much as like it is like kind of fun to poke fun at how some of these people are clearly fucking idiots and like just flew a plane around for four hours, whining and crying and making threats and then crashed it into a field. Uh, like, uh, we can't discount that some of these people are going to be actual dangerous threats. Right. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, so I just wanted to also bring up that after, after the shooting happened, like the kid, as soon as the police got there, he killed himself. So like there, he had two victims and then it was like over. So like, it, you know, it barely made news because this doesn't like, you know, we're so used to there being like 20 people dead that it's like, ah, two people. Whatever. It's just a fucking, it's just a regular old day. Um, <clears throat> but they found his manifesto 
And it's said that like his biggest motivation is that he wanted to be the cause of a national tragedy. And his original plan was to actually do a mass shooting on the first day of school at a school where he lived. He wanted to go into the school and mow down kids on their first day of school. And he just literally couldn't wait. He was so fucking ready to do this that he said, fuck the plan. I'm doing this today. And like went to a fucking grocery store and he actually, uh, like, he only would have killed one person, but somebody, instead of running, like, stayed behind to, like, try and fight him with a, <clears throat> with a, it was an employee at the supermarket, some, like, 66-year-old guy with military experience. He's like, I'm going to fight this dude with a knife. Should have used a chair, got, bro. Yeah, he got murdered as well, um, which, I don't know. I don't know why you're trying to fucking defend your... Don't store. yeah, don't, but, like, don't defend I don't know, your train- shitty job, folks. That that's never worth it. I can um, also but see I can like understand. military training taking over and being like, "There's a threat. I have to do like, yeah." I'm not I'm not trying to disparage this guy. It's like kind of no, even no, if it no, is no. Dumb. It is kind of a heroic thing to do. Like no, it's very. I mean, for all we know, he did save a life or two by step or three or you know what I mean. Like we don't know. We weren't there. We weren't there. So all I'm saying is uh, he could have saved his own life if he used the chair. That was all. I just. <laughs> And all I'm saying is that don't don't ever throw your life away for a shitty corporation if you can help it. Because yeah. although it may be heroic in the moment, it's not often worth it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, this kid, if he would have, he was so fucking anxious to like do this tragedy that he bailed on his original plan. And he was like, he was so, he didn't, he, how the fuck do you have an AR-15 and fire over a hundred times and only hit technically one person other than the second person was like in a more direct confrontation. Like how the fuck do you miss 99 times? It's it, it like it's, the fact that he wanted to do this and like, didn't even learn how to fucking aim his gun or whatever. It's, it's, it's it, it, these, 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 uh, fucking like four chan, raised terrorism kitties like think a thousand hours in call of duty is combat experience i just i i am so curious about the psychology of like wanting to be the cause of a national tragedy like what fucking brain itch is that even scratching like here's the thing I understand what it's like to be deeply, deeply sad and upset and, you know, bordering on these, like, incel fucking, like, you know, no one will ever love me kind of thing. Here's the thing, though. I don't understand because I turn that shit inward. I don't want to kill 20 people in a grocery store. I want to kill myself 20 different fun and hilarious ways. Right. Like, Like, it was enough for me to be... I don't hurt anybody else. I didn't need to be a national tragedy. Like, I just needed to be a regular decorated emergency. (laughs) So here's the thing is that none of You're us welcome. have severe narcissistic tendencies. And I would say that most mass shooters do probably. Yeah, that's fair. And that it's, it's, they want attention. They feel like they deserve some kind of greatness. This is why they're almost always young white men. Uh, young cis white men is because like young cis white men are, are told, you know, basically you're the hero of society. You'll be whatever you want, blah, blah, whatever. And it's like, actually, statistically, there's just as many of you that are fuck-ups as anyone else, or in fact, probably more so. Um, So, uh, you know, it's like, 
then they like they they find themselves just like living in a in a trailer with their mom or whatever. Uh, and I'm not saying all this stuff to try to be like poverty shaming, but to be clear about the kinds of circumstances that these people tend to be in. Um, uh, and as someone who's been very, very poor myself, like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a uh, it, it's a strange like it's almost like they've they have been told that they are going to have this like golden and successful life and when the like and then they end up feeling like the the ones disenfranchised but like they're like well the system it's not it's not the system it has to be other people it's other people's fault that this isn't working out for me like the system is rigged in their favor and they fucking know it so if yeah. if it, if their life isn't favorable then it has to be other people's fault and other people have to pay just goes back to what I said that I should I should figure out some way to do a <laughs> do a training seminar for incels. Like, hey guys, I want to just sit them down and be like, hey, look, look, it's not them, it's you. Like, you're fucking weird and a fuck up, and like, you can figure out how to work it, but you gotta like start looking in the mirror more than fucking crying online, okay? Uh, you could probably start like a cult deprogramming thing specifically aimed at incels because that's what it is. I yeah. mean, it, I, I, I would go as so far as to say like there is just a general incel or not. There is a general like predominantly man problem of everything being being someone else's fault. Like nothing is is their own doing. Yeah. yeah, there's this extreme entitlement, but it doesn't come with any like expectation that they need to like do something about it. Right. Um, and if you're any kind of even slightly marginalized person, then you understand that like you have to uh, work really hard and prove yourself and like like actually like force people to take you seriously a lot, which is something that these young white cis men never have to do. They never have to get people to take them seriously on just like a fundamental level. Um, and uh, that means that like, they're even more confused and fucking absolutely without guidance when they find themselves in this situation. And ultimately, like it just goes to show that like, you know, these, these horrible hierarchical tools like patriarchy and white supremacy, they don't even benefit the average person that much that they're supposed to in the long run, because the way the tools work is so twisted uh, that it's just it's just a fucked up system all the way down. And that even the people that are, quote unquote, benefiting from it now would actually benefit more if we tore it all down. Just saying. Agreed. Um, well, <clears throat> let's move on to let's you know, let's lighten it up a little bit. I want to talk about. <sighs> yeah, let's stop crying in the airplane and get back to crying in the freezer. <laughs> I want to talk about how. Yeah. The I want to talk about how the 2020 election was stolen. Oh my God, we're relitigating the 2020 <laughs> election again. <laughs> I so, have never demanded a recount less. <laughs> if we're being honest, I didn't even really care about the count. Uh, no, this. I want to talk about a specific all counts case are here. Cops. All, all, all. <laughs> 
<laughs> all, all counting okay. is bad. Um, we There's this. only two types of people that count. Wait, no, and frankly, all I'm counting. I'm not going to list them because that might count as counting. <laughs> so we need to. T- I want to talk about a specific, uh, a specific person involved in the 2020 election. A Florida woman, Emily Grover, was arrested in 2020 after being caught working with her mother to hack into administrative si- systems to falsify hundreds of votes in favor of herself. You see, we're not talking about the general election, folks. What we are talking about here is Emily Grover's homecoming queen election, which she won by hundreds of votes. Wait, I have to tell you a story about this when you're done telling this actual story. This fucking this girl and her mom, who was the assistant principal at the school, hacked into the com- the school's computer systems and changed the votes so that she would win homecoming queen. So, <laughs> and then they got caught immediately, and they, she got arrested. And Honestly, they, I'm surprised they got caught. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I ran for student council president and it was stolen from me. I couldn't prove it at the time. I was able to prove it after I graduated, though, because uh, uh, a someone essentially gave me the information from the inside. It's a crazy story, but well, her I have mom no was problem the assistant believing principal. <laughs> oh, so. shit. It was she. Had, it was an in, she had an inside mom. What? She had an inside mom. An inside mom. <laughs> So, yeah, she was arrested for this because, like, they hacked into schools, like, private data and shit. Um, she she is was... Is it really hacking if her mom is the assistant principal? Like, isn't that just, like, logging into her... Like, why did they need to hack? I don't, I don't know. I feel like there was an easier way for them to stage this coup. What? Uh, so, she was arrested. She was expelled from school, and her college uh, admission was reversed, or declined or whatever so like it did fuck her life up but uh they actually did uh drop the charges Why or do the I charges feel like- the case was dismissed because like she completed some pre-trial like program thing i don't i don't know exactly what it was but yeah so they she she's does not white. she yeah she's white um, <laughs> why, do, wait, why do i feel like the long arm of justice like r- swiftly reached out to strike like why do i feel like this girl got struck down in her pursuit of homecoming queen faster than Corey wayne's plane uh, you know I, that is a good point. That is a good point. I don't. You know, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> he's really against election fraud. Ron DeSantis. Uh, this is the only tough on crime, <laughs> law and order. So yeah, but like this uh, fucked her life up. But the, the charges were dropped, so she does not actually have to go to jail. Like she did something that is technically like wire fraud or whatever. So like there is jail time that could be associated. But the the, the charges were dismissed. She does not have to go to jail. So this week it was announced that she is now suing the school and the state of Florida because they messed her life up. I mean, don't sue, sue the school. That's that's silly. But sue the state of Florida. That's my opinion. She's suing the Department of Justice because they they arrested her for breaking a law, and then they were like, you know what? You don't have to go to jail, even though you totally did this. Now she's suing them. I would like to sue the state of Florida based. for. <laughs> I'd like to sue the state of Florida for emotional damages from every news story I've ever heard about them. You know what? Actually, I uh, free her. 
I think Emily Grover should fucking take over Charlie Crispot and go up against Ron DeSantis in the election. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think Emily I Grover should run know. for senator. Something. I mean, here's the thing: we know that she she has the she could she could hack it. She could yeah, hack it. she's listen. If you're willing to try to steal, if you're willing to try to steal the homecoming queen election. Okay. There's nothing. You, there's nothing you can't I'm gonna, accomplish. I'm yeah, talk you're about, ruthless enough for real politics. Get I'm, out there, Emily Grover. I'm gonna talk about my mom for a minute. Oh, great. Do you have a? Do you have like a mom? Let me guess. Sound on the soundboard. Al- let me guess. She's alive. She is. Yes. There's an inside mom on this podcast, and it's Deanna's <laughs> mom. <laughs> she is. She is. Just on um, this one, though, she does. She's not on the Patreon. No. Still. No bonus mom. Um, <laughs> so go to patreonmom.com. Go ahead. When I was in high school, patreon.mom. I'm so stupid. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You are so stupid. <laughs> also, mom, why aren't you subscribed to the Patreon? Like, what? It's been so many weeks. Just give us the $10. Like, if I called you right now and asked for $10, you'd give it to me. Just give it to the Patreon. Please. Hey, some of that goes to me. Right. Some of that goes to Kennedy. Don't you want to help Kennedy, your favorite, your favorite? Guest host? <laughs> Space ghost, ghost to ghost? What? <laughs> so, anyways. Space guest east to west? I don't listen. So. <laughs> can, we, can we start a podcast called Space Guest East to West? Because that is actually. <laughs> that is the one of the better things I've ever heard in my life. That's man. one yeah. of the better <laughs> podcast names that I've heard. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, so when I was in high school, in order to be eligible to be the homecoming, to be on the homecoming court, you had to spend an amount of time, you had to be involved in an activity, and then you had to spend an amount of time working on the, like, homecoming parade float for that activity. Hmm. So, like, I was in choir, and I could be, like, and then each activity had their own queen, and then they had, and then there was, like, an overall of, like, which, which, whichever float was the best, like, that was the homecoming queen. So. Holy shit. Yeah, it was very fucking complicated. Uh, but I worked on the float, like when I was a junior, one of my best friends who immediately abandoned me when she went to a college cause she was a senior, uh, she really wanted Man. to be the homecoming queen. So I worked really hard on the float to help her win. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I already done did all this. So after the homecoming parade that year, my mom and I, the next day went to the like, went to the like the the car lot yard where they had all these floats <laughs> parked and we went it was like the the float skirts were made out of chicken wire we had to make these like paper flowers and wire them onto the chicken wire and then like before that we had to like tape off the pattern so we did it right and so my mom and I uh went to where the where the parade floats were and we uh it it trespassed a little and we stole the skirts off the float so that I would have them for the next year when I was a senior. Oh, nice. 
But then like oh, I yeah. decided that I didn't care. And <laughs> so I never did anything with it. Like I actually had more. Do you still have them now? No, mm, but I, I had more fun like damn. stealing them with my mom than I would have had being homecoming queen. I don't and think so, I ever committed a crime with my mom. That's too bad. I guess mom, I could go rob a bank while carrying her ashes in my pocket or something. Mom, let's go do more crime. <laughs> Actually, one time my mom and I like had two margaritas and went to Bed Bath & Beyond to buy a like bridal <laughs> shower gift, and that was really fun. I think maybe just my mom is really fun. I love you, Mom. I guess I could go have some margaritas with my mom's ashes in my pocket and... Go to Bed Bath and Beyond. You keep trying to make the ashes in the pocket joke, and like it would be—it's not a joke. It would be funnier if it was an amulet. Okay. Huh? <laughs> I was would it? the joke was <laughs> that I'm hanging out with my mom's ashes, doing the fun stuff that you were doing with your alive mom. Not not the ashes in pocket. That's not the funny part. Yeah, but I don't I know think, if any of it could be considered funny. I um, just think like <laughs> you know, even though you have cargo pockets with buttons <laughs> i just if i had to carry my mom's ashes in my in a to-go urn in my pocket i don't think i would ever have any fun because like <laughs> i would be worried continuously that i was gonna lose them that they were just gonna like fall out we've talked about this like with the marbles like losing your marbles like i feel like i would pull my jeans down to go to the bathroom and like my mom would just fall out and roll away across the bathroom floor i can't I, the, the amulet, it keeps, it would keep my mom safe and then let me have maximum fun. <laughs> Listen, folks, in these trying and complicated times, the only way to keep your mom safe is for her ashes to be in an amulet around your neck. What if is your an mom, amulet? Like a, like a, like a, like a talisman, like a... Okay, so... Is an amulet a container, or are you saying that the ashes become fused into some sort of stone? Like igneous rock? No. Um, no, like, it can be, like, it can be, I don't be, know like, what the word igneous means. It, don't say that to me. It can be <laughs> it, ignoramus rock. That's you. Um, it could be... Iggy Pop Rocks. No. Got it. It could be like a tiny little jar. Like I feel like, mm. like in the Little Mermaid, when Ursula steals Ariel's voice and traps it in that shell around her neck, like that's an amulet. Which is exactly how. All right, uh, that answers my question. I'm yes. sorry. I'm I your just... mom's charred toes need to be in a tiny little <laughs> jar that you wear on a string. Is what I'm saying. That's so beautiful and sentimental. I should, uh, I should, yeah. You know, I'm, a no, real, I'm gonna do yeah, that. I'm a real soft boy. Yeah. What can I say? Anyways, we have one more uh, story about an election that we need to talk about. Uh, this one, no, no fraud necessarily. Um, this comes to us out of the great state of Alaska. Uh, this week, Sarah Palin lost her election. It was. Yo, the, can we get the air horn? I have Thank one you. better for you, Kennedy. Now, real quick, I want to talk about um, she lost the election to a Democrat named Mary Petolta, uh, Petol Peltola, sorry, uh, who's the first Democrat to hold the seat in 50 years and is also the first native Alaskan ever elected to Congress. Now, um, if you're not familiar with this election, folks, this was uh, this election was actually done by ranked choice voting, which Sarah Palin doesn't really understand how ranked choice voting works. 
so she's very upset, and we are going to. This is a f- a first for the worst week yet. I want to play you a clip of Sarah Palin fucking melting down, realizing that she's lost this election and she doesn't understand what rank choice means. So check this out. Voting. Yeah. When it comes down to second and third place votes, that's going to uh, decide who's, who's, who's going to win. I mean, really? Alaskans want Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> She's so mad. <laughs> Uh, you know what? My reaction to a lot of things is, I mean, really? <laughs> like, that's probably the most relatable thing Sarah Palin has ever said. <laughs> Honestly. This, this is just reminding me of that, that Republican that put out that, that, that map this week that just showed Democrats winning in a landslide and like virtually everywhere, even places like Texas. And is like, was like, this is what would happen if we had ranked choice voting and independent, uh, dis- voting, Districting commissions. There would be 10,000 million billion false votes. If we had ranked choice voting, Emily Grover would be literally, she would be America queen. Okay. Thank you. Not to be confused with Miss America. No, no, no. Miss America. Um, oh, God damn it. Can you imagine it? Even <laughs> just forging the ballots for ranked choice voting would be so much more annoying. Oh my God! Yeah, no, you have to do like lists. You have to count which you basically have to do a Sudoku to vote. (laughs) And I'm not saying this is a bad thing because I love Sudoku, but so do I. (laughs) I do love Sudoku. Yeah, something about that. I think I would be out on voting. I think I would be out on voting. I, (laughs) I'm gonna be the guy that's like, I don't vote. It's not because I don't care. It's because I'm too stupid to understand the instructions. <laughs> I mean, I think that that also happens now. Also, Kennedy, maybe like the nine grid of of plants on a Stardew Valley farm and like the, the nine grid of like the Sudoku. Like I'm seeing a, a, a thread in how our brains work and I'm concerned about the material from which that thread is made. Mm, ranked choice planting. <laughs> so uh let's move on here i won my grange display on that so fuck you what the (laughs) you know what no i'm not gonna ask what the fuck because i don't want to hear it you should get stardew valley yeah (laughs) it would be better than that fishing game i watched you play for hours that time fishing game where you were in the sea you were doing something in the sea Okay, yeah, I was. Um, (laughs) It's an open world game where you like go around and do a bunch of stuff, but I was just in the sea. It's not. Okay, so you just play Stardew Sea. You play. (laughs) Fuck you. You're playing Stardew Sea. It's got a sea and a sky and land, Deanna. So does this, Andrew. Yeah, does it have T Rexes? Because mine does. It has dinosaur eggs, so that implies the existence of T Rexes possibly somewhere. I think that would have been a yes or no answer. It's nothing is no. <laughs> nope. There's wait, I very few things either. I don't want to have spoil too much, but there's, dino- there's dinosaurs in Stardew. Shh, I know. I just I was trying to entice him with dinosaur temptation. Are there dinosaur chicken nuggets? Not exactly, but they no, but thing, I did I'm not going to play Stardew Valley, but I I understand the appeal. I um, did get my first chicken for my farm, and I named it Nugget. I'm so rude. That's cute. Oh, that's cute. I have a little uh, a little bird that I wear on my shoulder in my game, and I named it Bagel. 
I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Although that fucking movie you guys made me watch, possibly. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. No spoilers. Ruined, no spoilers ruined, in the main. No spoilers in the main. That's it. That's the spoilers. Bagels are ruined. Let's move on. COVID-19. Uh, coronavirus. The numbers are starting to recede a bit from the plateau we were at. Like it was up at around 100,000 cases every day. It's going down to about 80,000 cases a day, which, you know, maybe that's a good sign. Um, although, you know, school is starting up. So I can't remember what happened last year whenever school started. Did the COVID? You know what? Let's not, let's not worry about it. Uh, there is one person who currently has COVID-19 um, that I am worried about. That is friend of the pod. Kim Jong-un. The Supreme Leader be all right. The Supreme Leader, he's <laughs> he's fallen seriously ill after exposure to mul- exposure exposure to multiple people who were infected with COVID-19. Is Though, somebody like is a better terrorist than Corey Wayne just trying to carry out the plot of the interview? It might be his sister. I keep hearing things about uh Kim Jong-un's sister coming. Carrie Wayneette. Oh, I Carrie- thought you meant Corey Wayne's sister. <laughs> Carrie Wayne. <laughs> Carrie Wayne it. <laughs> um, Carrie Wayne, don't don't turn into a, a, a plane crash fuck up <laughs> like your brother. Carrie Wayne it. Don't act like Corey Wayne. Carrie Wayne, now that Cor's in jail, you can have the basement. I wasn't gonna get that tanning bed. I was just trying to tell him that to get him out of the house, you know. I just I wanted to see him succeed. I want to see him go out there and see the world, do things. Why is Corey Wayne Patterson's mom Joe Dirt in my head? I don't know. Wait, <laughs> don't insert insult Joe Dirt like that. Like Joe Dirt is a wholesome person you with a heart make a of movie fucking like gold. Joe Dirt today because he would be racist as fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like Joe Dirt Joe. as Joe Dirt is. Wait, can we just talk about how the entire Republican Party is basically just Kid Rock's character from Joe Dirt now? I mean, Kid Rock is like a MAGA Republican. Kid Rock himself himself turned into that character. He is is that guy, yeah. It was not a character. Yeah, I mean, that's what it would be. You know what? I like to imagine that all of these like single operator terrorists, they all have waterbeds for no reason. They all have water beds. I mean, it's not for no reason. It's that's that's where the magic happens, or potentially would happen uh, if. Yeah, I feel like they like got saved up and got water beds because like they're they, they're just mad because they bought a water bed and still haven't fucked. They're like, I thought I did everything right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. They saw I put the- on I put on the Hudson Mohawk song. <laughs> I if put, you're if you're very on Twitter, I put you're a, welcome. I put a red scarf over the lamp. <laughs> I put a feather in my fedora. Like, come on, man. I was ready. I was ready. Uh, the first person in the United States uh, has died of monkeypox. Or I guess I, that's a weird way to say that sentence. The first person has died of monkeypox in the United States this week. Um, it was an immunocompromised person in Texas. So I don't know. But again, the, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. I don't. Quick, ranked voting of which pandemic you'd rather die from. I will Go. say um, the final results of that oh, ranked choice vote is that uh, life expectancy has dropped more than two and a half years since the start of 2020 in the United States. Well, my expectations for life have always been low. And so I think that that's, <laughs> that's really, y- y'all just get on my level. Just bring it down. 
Yeah. Accept your fate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got these goal setting books at our job. Like our boss was like, let's inspire the team and like work on our goals. And like, let's look at our big picture goals. And uh, me and one of my girlfriends at work were like, we have no idea what to write on this page. I was like, yeah, honestly, I thought I would be gone by now. Like I didn't have a plan. <laughs> like I didn't have any aspirations past this point in life. Cause I actually didn't think I was getting here. So yeah. My life expectancy has actually gone up. Yeah, I've far exceeded my life expectancy. <laughs> so fuck you, COVID. Yeah, suck my dick, coronavirus. Uh, let's... <laughs> Anyways, um... You know what I like about thinking about the changing number of COVID cases? Yes. I like thinking about it like we're on a deal, an episode of Deal or No Deal. And like, <laughs> like the cases, like they're dwindling, like they're dwindling down, but the options of the remaining cases are growing ever more tense. And how, like Howie Mandel is going to come and like punk all of us. Is Deal or No Deal the show Shit. with all the briefcases? That was the joke, the cases. I'm so... So stupid. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you think I was talking about? I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about, clearly. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. He's got you there. Yeah. He clearly didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's just briefly talk about the economy. <laughs> Ever no, heard of it? Come no. on. Kennedy, the economy, look. We've got good news on the economic front. This week, a report from something called Lending Club was released that says, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Can we keep going? Keep going. I'm almost there. No, Kennedy, just the tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Anyways, what? Look, just the tip's my favorite game to play because, uh, fun fact about me, I'm mostly tip. Let's move. Uh, no, let's continue the story. Um, <laughs> you cannot move on until I say the thing. Let's laterally move through this incredibly <laughs> circuitous conversation. Let's rewind and uh, let's go back 95 weeks and not do a podcast. Let's That's go back plan. 33 years. <laughs> I'd like to be pardoned from this timeline. <laughs> So this Lending Club report says that fewer people are now living paycheck to paycheck than they were a month ago as inflation has started to ease. Now, in June, it was 51% uh, of people in the United States were living paycheck to paycheck. And at the end of July, that number went down to 59% of people. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? From 61% down to 59%. Like, A nice, comfortable 59% of people in this country. What I like is that this is proportionate to the decline in the life expectancy. Like, <laughs> they, the 2%. 2% were just taking it down. So I think... Yeah, that 2% decline was just from a, 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 for a million people yeah. that died. Yep. <laughs> that was it. I think we cracked it, as usual. Look, we don't usually do math on this podcast. And when we do, it's frequently wrong. Remember that time I did that really fast, like that Rain Man math really quick and blew your mind and then never could do math again? <laughs> no, but I believe you. Well, it was recorded, so... Listeners... 
Do you remember it? The people who heard that have left. <laughs> you know what? I think there's a time and a place for math. We are nowhere and it's not now. <laughs> that was half a Bright Eyes reference. That was, that was, a very, that was very close to being a Bright Eyes well, reference. Well, it was going to be I'm going to count it. Even though I'm usually anti-counting, I am going to count that. Well, see, I said we are nowhere and then I was going to say it is now, but like that would mean that the time for counting is now. But actually, by <laughs> saying it the way I said it, I tricked you into making the time for counting now. Boom, we are nowhere and it's now. What if they made bright guys and it was only for the fellas? <laughs> what if they made what if they made right lies and it was just the Republican Party talking? What if they made flight fries and it was just French fries you could only eat on an airplane before you crashed it into Walmart? Dude, if the fucking please, please tell me that guy got some some French fries before he took off and then flew around for four hours. I, I would be if I didn't have like a couple of burgers and like six containers of fries, I would be down out of that plane in like an hour tops. Yeah. No, if you don't got snacks, you're crash landing, baby. Like, I don't want to ride in an airplane for that long. I I definitely don't want to fly, fly it, not knowing how. Like, I that's would, the I, worst <laughs> version of a nightmare. Like, like. Forget showing up to like give a presentation in the nude, like showing up to fly a plane and not knowing how. Yeah, but then I I would honestly, I think it would be more fun to fly the plane because like once you're up there, you really don't have to do shit for a while. And I'm pretty sure if you're the pilot, you're allowed to smoke because nobody turns on. If nobody else turns on the no smoking sign, then it's it never gets turned on. Unless that means there's you an, can smoke. Unless there's an air marshal on your flight who's gonna bust you for breaking the law. <laughs> I I like how the the no smoking sign is like a throwback to when you could smoke on the plane, but now it's just always on, and it's just kind of like what is. I'll, what? Look, I will. I will, <laughs> abandon, I will abandon my uh, my uh, abandonment of nicotine. If they bring back smoking on planes, I will forgive all of my other. Just bring back smoking in the airport. Bring back smoking everywhere, man. So yeah, the economy, folks. It's get. You know what? It's we're everything's going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. I seriously doubt that. Well, here's the thing, Deanna. I don't know if you're aware of who is in charge right now yes <laughs> you are the, that's i am as i said <laughs> <laughs> no you know what i think i think you might not be aware of who is running the show and of course i am talking about joe biden change the channel i don't like the show <laughs> i don't want to watch this fucking show Ooh, can you imagine seeing joe biden's knees i don't want to see joe biden's <laughs> knees joe biden is fucking he took the reins. Okay, Dark Brandon is here. He took the reins of the country. And Nobody he said, wants to see the bee's knees. Just fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Joe Biden, he's cooking. He's in the kitchen. He is preparing. A he doesn't know what he's making or how he <laughs> got there or whose house this is. Joe Biden gave a speech this week that is like, you know, He's had some moderate, some I guess technically you could call them victories in the last month or so, and he is cashing in on that. I think on the Joe Mentum, not losses. Joe Mentum was a loss for everyone. Jo look, what was? 
What was it? What was Amy Klobuchar's Clobmentum or something? What? Clobberin' time. <laughs> <laughs> Old school listeners to the show will know that uh, Amy Klobuchar still has uh, an intern chained to a radiator in her basement, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you no. can just look at her husband and tell he bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, a real top for president. Um, <laughs> that should have been how she ran. She should have just leaned into it. Like not even power bottom, just bottom. But good for them. Good for good them. For, yeah, no, we. Have, it's a progressive relationship. <laughs> she hits him with a stapler. He cries in a walk-in freezer. They have one. They do. They do. They do. Um, no, Joe Biden. He he's cashing in on his recent quote-unquote successes, and this week, he gave a speech that some are calling the most important speech uh, of our lifetime. Actually, I don't know. Nobody's calling it that. Um, he gave this fucking speech in Philadelphia uh, where he was basically just talking about, like, how you know, we need to we need to fight even harder because, you know, the MAGA Republicans, they're trying to destroy the country, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And he did th- he did this speech in front of like this insane like dark blood red lighting, and it looked fucking crazy. Like I don't understand why. Like he's like really trying to lean into this like weird meme that is like I don't even know I don't even know what's going on. What what do you what is your take on this? What the fuck is Joe Biden doing? What the fuck Joe Biden? Okay, no, a hundred percent. He's doing dark branded. Maybe he doesn't know it, but his staff knows it because here's the thing. Villain they arc. hired they hired that woman who was running the New Jersey Gov account. Okay. Who is an incredible meme lord, the only person to ever ratio me. Wow. Yeah, the only time I've ever been ratioed on Twitter is by the New Jersey Gov account. <laughs> um, and it was just we were just trolling each other, you know? Damn. Uh, uh, so, and you know, somebody will find some post where somebody got 13 likes and I got 12 or something. The only time I've been meaningfully ratioed, okay, I got a thousand likes and the New Jersey Gov came in with the dunk and got 4,000. Motherfuckers. Uh, so, uh, so literally they tapped that person recently and I think a couple of other like leading like social media heads that are like younger and like crazier. Uh, and that's who's running the White House social media now. And a lot of Biden's strategy is is coming from like these folks net right now. Uh, because here's what happened. Biden just kept riding on this like, well, I'm 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 the good guy. I'm not the bad guy. Like very vague shit for a long time thinking it would work. And then like polls started coming in close to the midterms that were abysmal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they had to do something and this is the shakeup. They're a hundred percent leaning into the dark brand and thing. It's all intentional. Yeah. Um, conservatives are scared. They, <laughs> people were like quote tweeting this, like Joe Biden hates you. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's very funny, like how they're basically just pooping their pants a little bit. Um, I like it. It's it's so wild because like that's every time they're like the socialist left wants to blah, blah, blah. It's like Joe Biden is like 
a right-leaning centrist Democrat. Like, he is not going to do a socialism at all. He's not going to do anything that's even, like, close to good. He's, like, he's technically better than what has happened so far, but just be- like because that bar is so low that, yes, forgiving $10,000 of student debt is technically a huge step, but, like, only because nobody's done anything previous. Or, like, the fucking... The climate stuff in the uh, ta- the fucking Inflation Reduction Act, it okay. is technically the biggest climate change thing, but that's because nobody's done anything. I figured out why the red lighting. Okay. Because the bar is so low that it's in fucking hell, and Biden wanted to let us know that that is where he reigns supreme. Joe Biden is not just the president of the United States. He's the president of hell, which is arguably... The United States. Yeah, here we are. Uh, what else did Joe Biden do this week? Oh, he said he wants to hire 100,000 more cops, and he completed an arms deal with Taiwan to the provocation of China. So, you know what, Joe Biden? Just fucking killing it. I just, you know, here's the thing. Can we stop using, like, smaller sovereign nations as just, like, cannon fodder for our conflict with other world powers like like i do support like the independence of taiwan sure yes but then like when our government is dumping weapons into that with like with the intention of essentially turning taiwan into a battleground for our own conflict with china it really just fucking i don't like it yeah, I don't even I support letting other countries handle their shit. Like I don't give a fuck, dude. Like I don't like I don't Here's the thing, this narrative of independence is always su- applied really selectively. And I'm not saying that it's not good for people to be able to govern themselves. Far from it. I'm like more inclined to say that we should have like more reliance on small governments than like big governments if it comes down to like those kinds of choices. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Was I just, there more you were saying? It's just like it, a proxy war with Russia wasn't enough. We're like, what if we could did a proxy war with China? That's that what would, I'm saying. That would, that, would, that would really, that would complete the Dirk Brandon arc. And like, w- Casey Kasem loves it, dude. And, and when I say I support like Taiwan's maneuver for independence, it's less, it's less in the way of like, oh, I support it as if like, as if Joe Biden had made this deal in earnest as opposed to manipulating it, that I would support it. I just mean, like, if that's what they're going after, like, yeah, do your thing, y'all. I hope it all works out for you. that's what I mean about it's always applied selectively. Because, like, when it comes down to it, like, uh, you know, independence is more strongly desired by the people of Puerto Rico and Texas in a lot of polls than the people of Taiwan. And it's just very interesting because it's like, why do we care so much about Taiwan having... uh, this particular kind of like self-governance, you know, why, why is it like so critical that they have their independence, but on the other hand, like Puerto Rico gets to be like a, you know, a half forgotten colony. It's just always very selective. And and there's always these reasons why that are like, come back to weird money and military shit. I agree with you from a general perspective. Like I agree with you that that is the situation 
Uh, to be fair, I did not have that statistical information about Puerto Rico yeah, I didn't and know Texas. That. That's, that's wild. Thank you, Kennedy, for actually knowing things, but also like that does if, sound like counting though. If they wanted to move, <laughs> if they wanted to move for independence, I would also be like, yes, do your thing, y'all go. Puerto Rico and Texas, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm saying is like uh I I agree with Kennedy's interpretation of the selective application of independence. I am just expressing that my application of it is not selective. It's more just like that. If that's what y'all want to do, do it. But then also like, if that's not what the people want to do, then like, don't, don't do it. Cause it's not what y'all want to do. Yeah. I just, I was, uh, I just think it's, you know, regardless of where, uh, you know, whatever fucking level of support, it's just the fact that we are like, we are just being like, you know what this fire could use? A little fuel. Like, it's, 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 it's fucking Listen, insane. I'm not saying it's not complex. And I, I often would say that, like, one of my biggest criticisms of, of China is that uh, it's a very large empire that has absorbed so many different places and cultures and doesn't always like accommodate all of those different things well. Um, so you're saying China so, is literally angels, Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Twitter. <laughs> it's like, that's always the best. Like twice a year, I'll say like something kind of like slightly nice about China and then people will just melt. Here's no. the thing. I've, <laughs> I have been to China and it was fucking it just seemed like any other place. Like people are fucking crazy about China. It's like, I don't know, like it's like somewhat different, but like you walk around fucking Shanghai and people are like going to work, going out to eat. Like they're just fucking regular people. Like everything's it's the same. Like it's it's so much more the same than it is different. And people have no they think that people in China are aliens. It's like, nah, dude, they're like going out on dates. Like they're just doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Shut up. Um, not you, uh, everybody else, not either of you, Emma, you, let's, uh, (laughs) so I do, we're, we're going to wrap up here. I just want to briefly mention, um, just a few things that I, I don't have a ton of information about. I don't think there's anything funny, uh, or even like really that we can meaningfully add. But I just wanted to briefly mention uh, the police in Columbus, Ohio, this week shot and killed Donovan Lewis. Uh, Columbus police apparently have killed 14 um, people over the last five years. And it's mostly black people, mostly black men. Um, but this was uh, just wildly egregious. They they were coming to serve a warrant and he was in bed and they opened the door to his bedroom and like shot him within like like two or three seconds. And they were like, well, he had something in his hand and he had a fucking vape pen like next to him in bed. Like that was it. There was no weapon anywhere. Um, the police are fucking murderers and uh, we need to call it out every time it happens because I, I, there's I don't know what to, what else there is to do, but we're not going to fucking not talk about it. So just wanted to briefly mention that Uh Fuck the police. I think calling things what they are, like naming things for what they really are, is is such an important, like, is an important piece of the puzzle because the more that we give these, like, graceful terms... Yeah, this to, was not an officer-involved shooting. This was a yeah, fucking murder. Yeah, like, the more yeah. we give graceful names to the acts of barbarism that we have allowed for so long, like fucking Brock Turner 
He raped someone. That was not a sexual assault. That was not a, like, that was not inappropriate touching. That was a fucking rape. We need to call things what the fuck they are so we can deal with them as they are. Because the more we give grace, the more, like, the more we give this verbal grace, the more people are going to give, like, moral grace. Yeah, yeah. We we don't live in some magical reality where cops can't do murder also like that part mm-hmm. is so is so weird when it's like people don't want to call it that and it's like well it's more complicated than that no it's not like well, even if we assume even if we assume that cops can be good and that the system of policing that we have is okay which is a horrible assumption that we shouldn't have but let's just for a second imagine that actually the system is mostly okay and just needs some refinement like the liberals say or something like that, right? Let's imagine we actually live in that world. Uh, Even in that world, cops could still murder and it would still be a problem and it would still be a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't... Like, this whole pretending like every single officer involved shooting is complicated and we need to look into it and blah, blah, blah. No. No. And it's it's... It's interesting because it's like there part of it is this there's this lack of ability to navigate situations that are complicated. Like people actually create more cognitive dissonance for themselves by just like being unable to navigate the the like disparate aspects of circumstances as they exist. Like the cultural narrative is not that cops are murderers. The cultural narrative is that a murderer looks and is and does certain things. Like there is something associated with that. And the image that pops into your head when someone says murderer is not a cop. So calling a cop a murderer creates all this cognitive dissonance for people. So instead of just working through that, they like reinforce it. By pretending, it's like self-protective obfuscation. Yeah, yeah. Because like they can't like, like, sorry to reference Brock Turner again, but like when you think rapist, that's not what pops into like the cultural mind. And so it's hard to, it's hard to process like that's a rapist. But just because it's hard to process doesn't mean that it's not true. And like denying it, actually just reinforces the dissonance that you're that you're unwilling to navigate so you're stuck with it either way so you might as well sort it the fuck out yeah yeah um so like i said like i you know we i i think it's important to talk about this stuff but it like you know we're we we much prefer to talk about stories about you know people trying to do 9-11s to walmart's or whatever but you know when something like this happens You know, we we have to at least talk about it. Um, I also did briefly want to mention uh, the situation that's going on in Jackson, Mississippi, right now. Now, I mm-hmm. wanted to I wanted to talk about this more, but like the more I looked into it, the more I was like, oh, this is an overwhelming fucking amount of information. So, the city has like d- like. Dr- really really bad infrastructure because of all the white flight that happened over like the last two generations there um the the population went down by like a quarter or something like that uh so like their water treatment facilities are in dire disrepair like they had already been on a boil water advisory for over a month and then they got hit with flooding this week that 
was just like led to cataclysmic failures of their water treatment systems. Like literally, you cannot you cannot like get the water that's coming out of your you can't get the water out of your faucet on your skin. It's like that caustic or poisonous or whatever. So like the entire city is like every single drop of water that anybody can use has to be bottled water. And like, they weren't prepared for it. And like the mayor is like calling out the governor for being like you, the people fucking abandon us. Like in this is again, like there are so much to this story that, I don't think I could give it justice without like really sitting down and looking into it a lot more. I, I also only know like surface level information about this, but actually, you know what? I'm going to just shut the fuck up. That's usually what it is. It's like a lot of stories, a little peek behind the curtain listeners. I like, will get the surface level information and I'll look into it a little bit. I'm like, okay, I get it. And with this one, I like looked into it a little bit and I'm like, oh fuck, there's so much more here. Um, so that's why like, I just, I wanted to at least mention it. Cause like, you know, obviously our hearts go out to this city that is suffering under the, you know, the entirely man-made fucking disaster. Like that, you know, it's just once again, fucking white people just leaving uh, people of color, specifically black people out to dry so that they can go live in fucking suburbs and let the city crumble. Uh, and Here's then, the thing, though, like yeah. just to just to like expand on that, like the city didn't crumble because like the city was reliant on white people. And when they, and not saying that you were saying this, I don't think that you were, but like, it's not like, Oh, like the white people left and then the city crumbled without them because they were the only ones like doing like, no, the white people left the city and then specifically dismantled things that, that they specifically dismantled things that would have, retained the infrastructure mm-hmm. like it was not it's an it's an intentional it's not yeah it's not like oh like well it was great when the white people were here and then they left and it fell apart because like that is something i see that like happens to communities of color all the time like i people say that in response to our our comments on gentrification like well this neighborhood belonged to xyz people of color forever and look what a piece of shit it is so you know, who can blame the white people for coming in and making it nice? Why are you so mad that people want to make things nice? And it's like, wait a minute. Like, let's not forget that it's the white people that made it bad in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's what it was with this is that like, it's not that the people that left were white. And that was the problem. It's that like the people who could afford to leave were the ones with generational wealth, which that's going back 50, 60, 70 years, which is the white people because that long ago, like black families were not allowed to have wealth. Right. So like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not as simple as like, oh, all the white people left and now it it went bad. It's that like the people with the money left, which are like... Because yeah, of like the generational wealth. Yeah. Right. And, right. And you know, like uh and it's not uh it's not the fault of these uh you know communities of color, in particular black communities in Jackson, that they aren't generating enough tax income to be taken seriously by their state. Uh, because again, like they've been disenfranchised system systematically in all these different ways. And so it's like of course, like if if a bunch of like the highest tax bracket people leave, then the city is generating less money. And if we had a like reasonable, healthy government, 
the government would respond to something like that by saying, okay, we need to like direct some extra funding towards this city from the state or from the federal. Or mm-hmm. even if there is um, no extra funding to, to, dis- to disperse, like we need to figure out the distribution of funding that is going to be the safest and healthiest, which is not the approach that is taken to anything. Right. Like that e- too. even responsibly using the money that they ha- like this, the city government or the state government responsibly using the money that they had would still have been more would would have been a, a better outcome. And just to kind of put a nail uh, a button on this, um, so we've seen you know this has been going on in Flint, Michigan for like what a decade now, so long, and we've seen just in countless places all across the country where there is either uh, water problems that are starting to mount up or that are already getting out of control that are already like you have to boil your water this is happening all over the fucking country and there is no real plan in place to do anything about it in even the worst cases like there's no plan right now to fix flint uh, there's no plan to fix Jackson, Mississippi, and this is going to keep happening in more and more places. Now, so just keep this in mind. Every time that the government, you know, cuts taxes on wealthy people or spends a, bi- a couple billion dollars to buy some new fucking weapons, keep that in mind. Every time that there's a new city that has to boil their fucking water, that 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 is the cost that it takes to make sure that we can buy more fucking drones. Uh, um, so congratulations, America. We did it. And adding, like, just doubling doubling down on that. Like, if you are a person who right now does not feel like the government, the way that the government is working specifically negatively impacts you, the fact that the way that the government works specifically n- negatively impacts anyone should be a clear indicator to you that like your number will also eventually be up when push comes to shove you're the one getting shoved you will be made a human sacrifice of just like all of these other people so there is no one that is exempt for that from that until you get to the very top of the line and all of those people would sacrifice every fucking one of us yeah yeah yep and until we take things like climate change seriously our infrastructure is going to continue to fall apart so you can either wait till it's your problem too or you can do something now yeah and then thinking about the way that all of these problems like interconnect with one another it's like great yeah so now everyone in jackson has to use bottled water for absolutely everything and the environmental cost of that Mm -hmm. is it, it just adds another fucked up layer yeah, I mean, bottles, they, they they deteriorate pretty quick, right? Plastic yeah. water bottles? Yeah, I'm sure. Manufacturing um, plastic, <laughs> actually, like, the the air output of manufacturing plastic, actually, it, it makes me feel better. I asked my doctor if I could get that in my asthma inhaler instead of my albuterol. <laughs> yeah, microplastic. Sorry, Look, I, sorry, my privileged ass is talking about having a fucking doctor. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, you've got a doctor. You've got a mom. Whatever. Fuck you, Deanna. This episode's over. Kennedy, thank you so much for hanging out today. Um, where would you like people to find you and follow you? <laughs> Was that for real? Are we done? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Do it.
At Eve Six. At Eve Six. Uh, Deanna, where would you like people to follow you? You know what? I don't know. Nowhere. Don't follow me anywhere because I am fucking lost. <laughs> if you find yourself following me, turn around. If you're following me, go the other fucking way. But I will leave you with this. Two times Tuesday is Thursday. So how many tacos is that? Uh, I am Andrew Hiller. You can follow me at Andrew Hiller US. You can follow the show at Worst Week Yet. You can support us, Deanna's mom, patreon.com slash Worst Week Yet. And uh, we will be back next week with more bad news. <laughs>